Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga. Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Nichai Goranga. 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 Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Nichai Goranga, Godahari. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate 
ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಾಗವತಿ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಟೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಫೈವ್ ದ ಗೋಪಿ ಸಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಆಸ್ ಹಿ ವಾಂಡರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫಾರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಒನ್ ಶ್ರೀಶುಕ ಉಚ ಗೋಪ್ಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣೇ ವನಂಗೆ ತಮ್ ಅನುದ್ರುತಚೇತಸ ಕೃಷ್ಣಲೀಲಾಯಂತ್ಯೋಕೇನವಾಸರಗೋ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸೆಡ್ ವೆನೆವರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವೆಂಟ್ ಟು ದ ಫಾರೆಸ್ಟ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ವಿಡ್ ರನ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಎಂಡ್ ದಸ್ ದ ಯಂಗ್ ಗರ್ಲ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಯಾಡ್ಲಿ ಸ್ಪೆಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಡೇಸ್ ಸಿಂಗಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪ್ಯಾಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ So tonight's purport will be this chapter as it is found in Krishna book and uh before we do so my wife has written a very next nice song which explains the mood of this chapter Who is this little blue boy stolen my heart away I'm afraid he may leave my sight So I pray he may always stay With his long slender arms And his curling black hair He stands with his flute Like he has no care As he plays with his friends In the forest all day Everyone's happy Just to watch him play When he leaves Vrindavan All 
the gopis run to that forest side. Who is this little blue boy? He has stolen my heart away. I'm afraid he may leave my sight, so I pray he may always stay. With his long slender arms And his curling black hair He stands with his flute Like he has no care Like he has no Now we will begin the reading. Of this chapter, the Gopi's feelings of separation. The Gopi's of Vrindavan were so attached to Krishna that they were not satisfied simply with the rasa dance at night. They wanted to associate with him and enjoy his company during the daytime also. When Krishna went to the forest with his cowherd boyfriends and cows, the gopis did not physically take part, but their hearts went with him. And because their hearts went, they were able to enjoy his company through strong feelings of separation. Srila Prabhupada says, To acquire this strong feeling of separation is the teaching of Lord Chaitanya and his direct disciplic succession of Goswamis. When we are not in physical contact with Krishna, we can associate with him like the gopis through feelings of separation. Krishna's transcendental form, qualities, pastimes, and entourage are all identical with him. There are nine different kinds of devotional service. Devotional service to Krishna in feelings of separation elevates the devotee to the highest perfectional level, to the level of the gopis. It is stated in Srinivas Acharya's prayers to the six Goswamis, that they left the material opulences of government service and the princely status of life and went to Vrindavan where they lived just like ordinary mendicants begging from door to door. But they were so much enriched with the gopis' feelings of separation that they enjoyed transcendental pleasure at every moment. Similarly, when Lord Chaitanya was at Jagannath Puri, he was in the role of Radharani, feeling separation from Krishna. Those who are in the disciplic succession of the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya should always feel separation from Krishna, worship his transcendental form, and discuss his transcendental teachings, his pastimes, his qualities, and his entourage. That will enrich the devotees to the highest devotional perfection. Feeling a constant separation while engaged in the service of the Lord is the perfection of Krishna consciousness. The gopis used to discuss Krishna amongst themselves and their talks were as follows. One gopi said, My dear friends, do you know that when Krishna lies on the ground, he rests on his left elbow and his head rests on his left hand? He moves his attractive eyebrows 
while playing his flute with his delicate fingers. And the sound he produces creates such a nice atmosphere that the denizens of the heavenly planets who travel in space with their wives and beloveds stop their airplanes for they are stunned by the vibration of the flute. The wives of the demigods who are seated in the planes then become very much ashamed of their singing and musical qualification. Not only that, but they become afflicted with conjugal love and their hair and tight clothes immediately loosen. Another gopi said, My dear friends, Krishna is so beautiful that the goddess of fortune always remains on his chest and he is always adorned with a golden necklace. Beautiful Krishna plays his flute in order to enliven the hearts of many devotees. He is the only friend of the suffering living entities. When he plays his flute, all the cows and other animals of Vrindavan, although engaged in eating, simply take a morsel of food in their mouths and stop chewing. Their ears raise up and they become stunned. They do not appear alive, but like painted animals. Krishna's flute playing is so attractive that even the animals become enchanted and what to speak of ourselves. Another gopi said, My dear friends, not only living animals, but even inanimate objects like rivers and lakes of Vrindavan also become stunned when Krishna passes with peacock feathers on his head and his body smeared with the minerals of Vrindavan. With leaves and flowers decorating his body, he looks like some hero. When he plays on his flute and calls the cows with Balaram, the river Yamuna stops flowing and waits for the air to carry dust from his lotus feet. The river Yamuna is unfortunate like us. It does not get Krishna's mercy. The river simply remains stunned, stopping its waters, just as we also stop crying for Krishna in expectation. Prabhupada comments, In the absence of Krishna, the gopis were constantly shedding tears. But sometimes, when they expected that Krishna was coming, they would stop crying. But when they saw that Krishna was not coming, then again they would become frustrated and begin to cry. Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, the origin of all Vishnu forms. And the cowherd boys are all demigods. Lord Vishnu is always worshipped and surrounded by different demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, Indra, Chandra and others. When Krishna traveled through the Vrindavan forest or walked on Govardhan hill, he was accompanied by the cowherd boys. While walking, he played his flute just to call his cows. Just by his association, the trees, plants, and other vegetation in the forest immediately became Krishna conscious. A Krishna conscious person sacrifices everything for Krishna. Although the trees and plants were not very advanced in consciousness, by the association of Krishna and his friends, they also became Krishna conscious. They then wanted to deliver everything, whatever they had, namely their fruits, flowers, and the honey incessantly falling from their branches. When Krishna walked on the bank of the Yamuna, 
he was seen nicely decorated with tilak on his face. He was garlanded with different kinds of forest flowers, and his body was smeared with the pulp of sandalwood and tulsi leaves. The bumblebees became mad after the fragrance and sweetness of the atmosphere. Being pleased by the humming sound of the bees, Krishna would play his flute, and together the sounds became so sweet that to hear that the aquatic birds like cranes, swans, and ducks were charmed. Instead of swimming or flying, they became stunned. They closed their eyes and entered a trance of meditation in worship of Krishna. Another gopi said, My dear friends, Krishna and Balaram are nicely dressed with earrings and pearl necklaces. They enjoy themselves on the top of Govardhan Hill, and everything becomes absorbed in transcendental pleasure when Krishna plays on his flute, charming the whole created manifestation. When he plays, the clouds stop their loud thundering out of fear of him, rather than disturb the vibration of his flute. They respond with mild thunder and so congratulate Krishna, their friend. Prabhupada says now, Krishna is accepted as the friend of the cloud because both the cloud and Krishna satisfy the people when they are disturbed. When the people are burning due to excessive heat, the cloud satisfies them with rain. Similarly, when people in materialistic life become disturbed by the blazing fire of material pangs, Krishna consciousness gives them relief like a cloud. The cloud and Krishna, having the same bodily color also, are considered to be friends. Desiring to congratulate its superior friend, the cloud poured not water, but small flowers and covered the head of Krishna just like an umbrella to protect him from the scorching sunshine. One of the gopis told Mother Yashoda, My dear mother, your son is very expert among the cowherd boys. He knows all the different arts of how to tend the cows and how to play the flute. He composes his own songs, and to play them he puts his flute to his mouth. And when he plays, either in the morning or in the evening, all the demigods, including Lord Shiva, Brahma, Indra, and Chandra, bow their heads and listen with great attention. Although they are very learned and expert, they cannot understand the musical arrangements of Krishna's flute. They simply listen attentively and try to understand, but they become bewildered and nothing more. Another gopi said, My dear friends, when Krishna returns home with his cows, the footprints of the soles of his feet with the flag thunderbolt, trident, and lotus flower relieve the pain that the earth feels when the cows traverse it. He walks in a stride which is so attractive and he carries his flute. Just by looking at him, we become lusty to enjoy his company. At that time, our movements cease we become just like trees and stand perfectly still, unaware that our hair and clothes are loosening. Srila Prabhupada says, Krishna had many thousands of cows and they were divided into groups according to their colors. They were also differently named according to color 
when he would prepare to return from the pasturing ground, he would gather all the cows. Just as the Vaishnavas count 108 beads, which represent the 108 individual gopis, so Krishna would also count on 108 beads to count the different groups of cows. Then another gopi described him to a friend. When Krishna returns, he is garlanded with tulsi leaves. He puts his hand on the shoulder of a cowherd boy and begins to blow his transcendental flute. The wives of the black deer become enchanted upon hearing the vibration of his flute, which resembles the vibration of the vena. The deer come to Krishna and become so charmed that they stand still, forgetting their homes and husbands. Like us, who are enchanted by the ocean of the transcendental qualities of Krishna, the she-deer become enchanted by the vibration of his flute. Another gopi told Mother Yashoda, My dear mother, when your son returns home, he decorates himself with the buds of the kunda flower, and just to enlighten and gladden his friends, he blows his flute. The breeze blowing from the south creates a pleasing atmosphere because it is fragrant and very cool. Minor demigods like the Gandharvas and Siddhas take advantage of this atmosphere and offer prayers to your son by sounding their bugles and drums. Krishna is very kind to the inhabitants of Rajabhumi, Vrindavan, and when he returns with his cows and friends, he is remembered as the lifter of Govardhan Hill. Taking advantage of this opportunity, the most exalted demigods, like Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, come down to offer their evening prayers, and they accompany the cowherd boys in glorifying the qualities of Krishna. Krishna is compared to the moon born in the ocean of the womb of Devaki. When he returns in the evening, it appears that he is fatigued, but he still tries to gladden the inhabitants of Vrindavan by his auspicious presence. When Krishna returns, garlanded with flowers, his face looks beautiful adorned with golden earrings. He walks into Vrindavan with a stride, just like the elephants, and slowly enters his home. Upon his return, the men, women, and cows of Vrindavan immediately forget the scorching heat of the day. Srila Prabhupada says, such descriptions of Krishna's transcendental pastimes and activities were remembered by the gopis during his absence from Vrindavan. They give us some idea of how attractive Krishna is, not only to human beings, but to all animate and inanimate objects. In Vrindavan, everyone and everything is attracted to Krishna including the trees, the plants, the water, and animals, like the deer and cows. That is the perfect description of Krishna's all-attractiveness. The example of the gopis is very instructive to persons who are trying to be absorbed in Krishna consciousness. One can very easily associate with Krishna simply by remembering his transcendental pastimes. Everyone has a tendency to love someone. That Krishna should be the object of love is the central point of Krishna consciousness. 
by constantly chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and remembering the transcendental pastimes of Krishna, one can be fully in Krishna consciousness and thus make his life sublime and fruitful. And that is the end of this narration, the gopis' feelings of separation. Now, unfortunately, since my uh, wife is sleeping right now, I won't be able to sing any more songs. So um, I'll just have to finish out the day with a little preaching. Perhaps next week uh, we'll be able to have more songs as like I usually like to do. But uh, I don't want to disturb her. So um, we just heard a very nice description of the gopis' feelings of separation from Krishna. And Prabhupada made some interesting points how this feeling of separation is the perfection of Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada also pointed out that uh, if we chant the Maha Mantra and if we remember or meditate on the pastimes of Krishna, then we can be fully in Krishna consciousness. I really enjoy these Krishna book readings because as Prabhupada said, anyone who reads Krishna book will certainly become a devotee. And I remember it was Krishna book that convinced me to join Srila Prabhupada's movement. I had read the first six chapters one evening. It was perhaps around this time, back in 1973, it was definitely February of 1973, and uh, I was a musician at that time, and I was in Columbus, Ohio, and this one particular evening I had performed and I was so unhappy, I was so miserable. And on the bus ride from New York to Columbus, Ohio, I had met a very beautiful devotee, Daivi Shakti Devi Dasi. And she sold me the Krishna book, volume one. And on the bus ride, I couldn't read Krishna book. I tried to read it, but being too contaminated, too fallen, I couldn't read Krishna book. But now that I had been in Columbus, Ohio, on this particular night, I was so miserable. I was so frustrated. I decided I'm going to read this book Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So it must have been midnight or one o'clock in the morning. So I read chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and by the time I read chapter six, maybe it was three, four o'clock in the morning, when I finished the story of Krishna killing Putana, I closed the book and I decided I am going to give up this uh, trying to become a rock and roll star. I'm going to stop this pursuit of a career and I'm going to join Prabhupada's movement. So that's how powerful this Krishna book is. And here it is, 2010, that was 1973. Still, Krishna book is so very attractive and I find that by reading Krishna book, I become very, very peaceful. And I become very, very, very mellow and tranquil. And I feel so nice in Krishna consciousness, reading this Krishna book, one story after another. Uh, in a few days, we'll be celebrating Shiva Ratri. And we should always remember that Lord Shiva is Vaishnavanam Yatashambhu. Uh, 
He is the greatest of the Vaishnavas. And Lord Shiva can uh, help us by becoming better and better devotees. In the Bhagavatam, there is nice instructions of Lord Shiva, instructions to his wife, and there's also the uh, instructions that he gave, the prachetas, the Shiva Gita, and in that prayer that Lord Shiva told the prachetas, it's all about glorification and meditation on Krishna. And there is also the pastime where Lord Shiva, to save the universe, swallows the ocean of poison that was created by the churning of the ocean of milk. And that episode teaches us that a Vaishnava has to be compassionate and be willing to sacrifice his or her life for the benefit of others. And Srila Prabhupada also sacrificed his life by leaving India and coming to the West to start the Krishna consciousness movement on the order of his spiritual master. So Prabhupada had so much compassion that he tolerated so much two heart attacks on the boat and for the first year hardly any success. Still, he was determined to spread the Krishna consciousness movement. And then after we celebrate uh, Lord Shiva, then the next big event is the uh, Gauraponima, the appearance day of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which to me is as equally important as Janmastami. I find uh, Gaur Purnima to be such an enlivening, ecstatic day. Because without Lord Chaitanya, there would be no Krishna consciousness movement. Lord Chaitanya, his teachings are the essence of what this Krishna consciousness movement is. What did Lord Chaitanya teach? Lord Chaitanya taught that in this day and age, there is no other way to make any kind of spiritual advancement than you must simply chant the holy name as his spiritual master told him at the time of Harinam initiation. Simply chant. So we must never forget that this is the Hare Krishna movement. Our movement is all about chanting the holy name of Krishna. And Lord Chaitanya taught that the love of God is dormant within everyone's heart. Love of God is not foreign. Love of God is already there. It simply has to be awakened. And by the association of devotees and by chanting, that love of Godhead little by little is awakened. Lord Chaitanya taught us the secret of success is to be meek and humble. And in the past few months, I have really learned that in many different ways, that the greatest thing one can learn is how to be meek and humble. Because that is the only way Lord Chaitanya teaches us how we can actually chant the holy name, that we have to be meek and humble and tolerant. This material world is such that we force to be tolerant. If you have children, those of you who have children, having children teaches you to be tolerant. So if you want to chant, we have to tolerate the inconveniences of this material world, like today, was the Kadashi, 
So a kadasi is a kind of austerity. It's an inconvenience. But by accepting it, then we are able to chant and worship Krishna nicely. And Lord Chaitanya, he gave us the methodology, the philosophy of how to become Krishna conscious. That uh, Krishna is all attractive and Krishna is omnipresent and simply by hearing and chanting about Krishna we become more and more aware of Krishna's presence. Krishna consciousness is a gradual process by which uh, we become more and more attuned to how Krishna is present. We learn from the Bhagavad Gita that Krishna is there within everyone's heart. And Prabhupada, I was listening to a tape today, Prabhupada was saying, yes, Krishna is in everyone's heart, but we are not able to hear him. That is possible when we are on the liberated platform, when we are constantly engaged in devotional service. But we can get there little by little. Therefore, the super soul manifests as the spiritual master. The spiritual master is the external manifestation of Krishna in the heart. So we sing in the temple every day. Yasya prasadat bhagavat prasada. Yasya prasadan nagati kutopi. That we only know that Krishna is satisfied if our spiritual master is satisfied. We have no other way of knowing. So therefore the satisfaction of the spiritual master is the most important thing. It was on that basis that Srila Prabhupada came to America. Prabhupada got the order from Bhakti Siddhanta. And if it wasn't for that, there would be no Krishna consciousness worldwide movement. So the order of the spiritual master is the key to success. Even Lord Chaitanya, his spiritual master told him, don't study Vedanta Sutra, just chant the Maha Mantra. So Lord Chaitanya immediately did that. And within no time, he started to experience different kinds of ecstasies, the eight different kinds of transcendental ecstasies. So he went back to his spiritual master and said, you told me not to read the Vedanta Sutra, but to simply chant the Maha Mantra. I did that, but what is happening? My eyes are filling with tears. My hairs are standing on end. I feel shivering. Sometimes my throat gets choked up. Sometimes I feel paralysis. What is going on? What's wrong? And Ishwara Puri, whose day is today, disappearance of Ishwara Puri, Lord Chaitanya's spiritual master, Ishwara Puri told Lord Chaitanya that because you followed my instructions, you have achieved success in chanting the holy name. So Lord Chaitanya, his chanting is pure chanting without offense. But what is significant is what Ishwara Puri told him, that here he is, he has been recognized by his spiritual master to have achieved the perfection of chanting. So what did Ishwara Puri tell him? He said, go on chanting. So chanting will go on even when we achieve perfection. It's not that we're chanting and then when we reach the stage of perfection, the chanting will stop. No. 
The chanting will continue even in the stage of perfection. So Ishwara Puri told him, go on chanting in the association of devotees. So that's another significant point. Krishna consciousness is to be executed in the association of devotees. This whole webcast is another attempt to have the association of devotees. This is very good technology because it's giving people from all over the world opportunity to associate with devotees. So Lord Chaitanya was ordered by Ishwara Puri, continue chanting in the association of devotees. And then what was the third thing? You should go and preach the value of the holy name of Krishna. So this is our ISKCON movement. Prabhupada's movement is a preaching movement. We are meant to give this name of Krishna to everyone, regardless. We are to give this holy name. So these were the three things that Ishwara Puri told Lord Chaitanya. And since it is Ishwara Puri, Remembrance Day, we read the story in the Chaitanya Charitamrita how Madhavendra Puri had two disciples. Madhavendra Puri had one disciple named Ramachandra Puri and he had another disciple, Ishwara Puri. And with these two disciples, Madhavendra Puri instructed the whole world. Ramachandra Puri, because of his offenses, had become an impersonalist Mayavadi. And he had become so sinful that he even found fault and criticized Lord Chaitanya. And when Madhavendra Puri was on his deathbed, Ramachandra Puri went to his spiritual master and said, why are you lamenting? Now is the time to think of Brahman. Ramachandra Puri could not understand that Madhavendra Puri was lamenting in spiritual ecstasy, in the mood of separation, which we read earlier today in that same Gopi Bhav or Vipralamba Seba. Madhavendra Puri was reciting a verse which was actually spoken by Srimati Radharani and he was lamenting in spiritual ecstasy of separation from Krishna. But Ramachandra Puri, because of his Mayavad offenses, could not appreciate Madhavendra Puri and so Ramachandra Puri was cursed Madhavendra Puri cursed Ramachandra Puri, saying, Get out of here. Go away. If I die seeing you, I surely will not achieve Krishna. So Ramachandra Puri was condemned by Madhavendra Puri. And at the same time, when Madhavendra Puri was about to leave his body, Ishwara Puri, he was rendering menial service to his spiritual master, cleaning up the stool and urine of his spiritual master. And therefore, Ishwara Puri was blessed by Madhavendra Puri, and that blessing was that he would have the service of being the spiritual master for Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in these two examples... Madhavendra Puri taught the whole world. One criticized his spiritual master and was condemned. The other became the humble servant of his spiritual master and became blessed. So I hope to see you all next week and we'll have another session and hopefully my wife won't be asleep and we'll be able to do more than one song. I want to thank 
all the devotees who were online, uh, Len, Aditi, Rasanath, Chaitanya Nitai, Jules, Tanya, Chudamani, Hitesh, Jarle, Sarla, Julia Burroughs, Kasturi. Thank you, Chudamani, Chaitanya Nitai. Thank you very much, Julia. I'll see you all next week. I'm so humbled that we have so many nice devotees online. I really look forward to this every week and I become so humbled when I see devotees from all over the world. I'll try to do better and better each week. Please forgive my offenses. Banchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasindubhyayevacha Patitanang Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha May you all advance nicely in Krishna consciousness.